You're listening to Coffee with Creatives with Aaron Patton. Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of Coffee with Creatives. I'm Tyler Kern and I'm joined by Aaron Patton. Aaron is the mastermind of this show, the mastermind of a lot of different things when it comes to brand identity, marketing, all things. Aaron, thank you so much for being here. Man, I'm excited. I couldn't um I couldn't do my first show without you, bro. I'm happy uh, to be here. Thank you. I, you know, I've I've had such a a wonderful experience and, and so I want to thank you and, and Ben and everyone at Market Scale for the opportunity to to add some dimension to uh, this tapestry of uh, incredible stories and um, just very disruptive, innovative, creative people in this in this town right now. And, um, you know, you could go a whole year and not talk to enough. And so we want to bring a, a nice a variety of, uh, you know, just some some insight into uh, some of the trends and insights that uh, may not be on the radar necessarily. So I'm delighted. I'm delighted. This is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk to some uh, some really interesting, some awesome creative people here. And that's the goal, right? It's just to get out some some creative ideas, hear what creative people are doing right now across a number of various different industries. Absolutely. And and we're going to drink coffee. Um, and, and so caramel macchiato for me. But, you know, and that's the interesting thing uh, thing about it. Things are happening so quickly and, and so dynamically that um, it's it's extra important if you know you're you're sitting in a space where you're trying to figure out how I'm going to move the needle for the brand or for the product or the service sure. or, or in this market or in this space or vertical or you know I want to get into esports what do I do um, and you know the way I see it the whole notion of skating to where the puck is going um, it's less about speed. And it's more about calibration. It's more about sort of being able to assess what's ahead of you. Sometimes that means slowing up. Sometimes that means just finding white space, right? And Mm -hmm. so that's really what we're trying to do with um, Coffee with Creatives. It's the, you know, the the innovators, the disruptors, the creators, the makers and uh, movers and shakers. So everyone that's that's making this place right now one of the hottest places to be and obviously the, the sports tech scene and everything happening up north um and so so we're going to have a lot of fun talk to a lot of interesting people like these two cats um that we have here today and and very um pleased to be joined um by ked i call him ked um kedron cole and um everyone in the uh, this ecosystem knows just how much ked means to um uh, to the startup scene and and um, and we're going to talk shop on esports and um, has been right there through that whole uh, sort of organic um, development and so you know it'll be exciting to um, to talk to him and then we got Don Bookman and see that's the see that see that, that let's start there yeah my guess you know Dom. You know, CAD. So, so these, you know, we're bringing influencers um, into the mix as well. But Dom is CMO um, of XR Sports Group with, um, you know, with CAD, on, you know, on the experience side and the client side. And, and these guys are doing some incredible things um, relative to esports and gaming from a B2B standpoint. So we're going to get into that. And, and welcome. Welcome, fellas. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no. You have a favorite coffee, CAD. Glad to be here. Favorite coffee. What do so, you get? Um, Not a coffee guy? Yeah, I just like it just straight up, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah. Nah, I'm a more of a hot chocolate guy, there but yeah, no, nah, coffee's good, just yeah. black. Yeah, well, hot chocolate today is right on point. It's freezing here. Oh no doubt, gosh. right? Yeah. Right. How about you? Are you, yeah, so you uh, coffee, um, tea? So I'm all of the above. Yeah. It just depends on how I'm feeling today. You know, sometimes vanilla cappuccino, and then sometimes I'm, you know, I keep it simple, black, Americano. So today is... 
neither. <laughs> but usually I'll go with Americano. Dom looks like a sophisticated guy. He looks like yeah. he's got like an no expensive coffee it, taste right? Over there, right? You know? Yeah, I think that's living in LA for a while. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's how you that's how you pick up those expensive tastes. So exactly. No, seriously. I started juicing yeah. and all of the above. <laughs> the juice trend is finally making its way here. I spent eight dollars for a juice the other day. And I was Where like, did you oh go? Oh my gosh. Uh how'd you clean, feel about that? Clean juice. It's right okay. right over here. Okay. You know, just you could throw a stone and hit it from our building. But uh, okay. but uh, we're here in the Bank of America building on the 53rd floor and you know what I didn't feel great about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I walked in I had no idea how much it was going to be and I was like begrudgingly oh, yeah, yeah. pulled that uh, 10 uh, exactly. or 5 and 3 ones in yeah. my case exactly <laughs> I, I, was like, I was like yeah I'll just, I just, I just want that life. juice and they're like oh yeah it's great for you it's going to be awesome I was like alright yeah. let's do it man. and then they're like yeah it'll be 875 and like my jaw hit the floor well, all right. Yeah, I just added it to the budget. Par for the course. <laughs> Nine dollars right? every day for yeah. a green juice. Absolutely, that's like being in New York and going to the bodega or the deli or whatever. It's like, okay, this is going to set me back fifty. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> per trip. So, so Aaron, you, you mentioned earlier that that yeah. idea of skating to where the puck is going, and uh, I heard a quote the other day that made me think of you. You know, I'm a soccer guy. Yeah. Right? So one of my favorite soccer players of all time was a guy named Johan Cruyff, and he said, if I if I have to sprint, then I've already done something wrong. Right, mm-hmm. because he's already not where he's supposed to be on the field, not right. where he needs to be. And these guys here are talking about esports today, and they don't have to sprint because they already were way ahead of the trend before it ever became a thing where people were making millions of dollars playing the games. And so uh, we're talking esports today with some of these guys, and we're going to dive in and unpack a little bit more about what that means and and how they're really kind of leading the way on this uh, on this trend. Absolutely, and um, in this area, and you know, as those um, who are very close to it, and you know, I'm. I'm engaged in the um, uh, in the the space as well, um, part of the ecosystem, um, and we're you know like most figuring out where that white space is, and and part of the the sort of self fulfilling prophecy around esports and gaming. To me, it's like a double edged sword. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like because everybody's like, okay, we got to do it, we got to do it, we got to do it. It's the hottest thing, we got to do it. But then at a certain point, you're in a conference room or you're you're in a pitch. And it's like, okay, how are we going to monetize that? Right. And so I think we've reached a point where um, what these guys are doing with XR is a great example of being able to to do just that, as, as you suggested, and um, really slow the pace down a little bit because you know everybody is just on that self-perpetuating motion forward thinking whomever is ahead has the puck. Maybe they don't. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's still there. But it, uh, these guys are um, doing something pretty unique. So let, let's jump into it. And uh, with that, I, I think it's it. It, it's um, a conversation because it is that sort of self-fulfilling mm-hmm. um, prophecy. Um, a lot of assumptions are made that you know what's happening with esports, especially if you're if you're in it. So So I thought we would just... Um, take a, 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 a softer pedal into the conversation, guys, and um, just break down this ecosystem because it's, it's dynamic, it's, it's vast, it's um, as psychographic as it is demographic, right? And, and it, it, it really uh, requires a very thoughtful approach to building a model um, and, and focusing on which piece of um, the ecosystem you want to be in. And then knowing the, the rich history here. Um, so, Ken, I'll start with you. Um, uh, from a just the the span of time that that you've been um, active in the space, um, give give us a little perspective on sort of where the DFW uh, ecosystem uh, is relative to esports right now, from your perspective. Yeah, so 
I think DFW is, um, you know, I would consider a major hub for esports, right? So there's a ton of activity. There's a, a well-developed, still fast-moving ecosystem that's here. Um, my background, I've actually been connected to esports just over four years. It feels like a lifetime, but it's really only four years I was introduced to it um, kind of from the investment perspective, how to get connected to it. Esports, I think, in essence, has been around um, the U.S. for about 10 years in earnest. Clearly, gaming uh, as a whole has been around for decades, right? So everyone's familiar with just playing video games. But this new genre, this new uh, this new subset of esports has really been around for about 10 years. It's essentially just competitive video gaming. And it's uh, it's uh, it's an exciting space to be in. Right. So I think the the allure and, and the attraction of esports is really around uh, the unique storylines of the characters within the games. And uh, and you see more and more now it's, it's really about the content creators, the characters that are uh, that are playing the games and that are you know, illuminating what, what's happening in the space. So uh, we're super excited to, to be a part of the esports community. Dallas, uh, DFW as a whole, is, uh, is a great place to be, uh, to, to work in esports, to, to participate in esports. So, yes, it's just an exciting space. And so from, um, uh, from that standpoint, um, and so Dallas has been, you know, as early as esports originated you know Dallas has been part of that story um, and you've had some significant names um, owners um, you know with first names like Jerry and, and others that have um, you know saw the opportunity early and, and that, that you have to give credit to um, you know to just sort of the foresight but it seems as if there were there were there was a little bit of a shift you know this is like the second wave if you will for um you know what's possible here um so just just kind of looking out um dom and let me ask you because a lot of this comes down to as as ked said the you know the content so at some point things sort of sift sift and it's it's you know so the conversation went from the the players and you know positioning them as athletes and you know that wasn't necessarily the uh, the thing and then the tournaments and the you know the venues and and it, it seems now that that maybe the um the content piece and the influencer piece is also becoming um you know that much more important so so how do you sort of see the the ecosystem and and just the the space right now yeah no doubt um i think you said it earlier um we have a lot of people investing right now and they're trying to identify ways to monetize. Mm -hmm. uh, with that, you're going to definitely have to have patience. <laughs> There's <laughs> no other game. way to yeah. put, about, uh, put it. Earlier you asked me, well, who's making money right now in esports? Well, it's simple, content creators and influencers. But in, to myself, to me, it's the gamers. Mm -hmm. They are content creators and influencers in their own sense. You have guys like Ninja uh, and you have like, you know, obviously your smaller players. I mean, they're, leading the path right now we it's not even possible without them so i would say let's just keep focusing on the gamers uh -huh. and giving them the opportunity to create dope content and then be able to integrate brands and you know all the other people that want to be able to take advantage of the space one of the things that I think is particularly fascinating about esports is the way that the ecosystem has kind of built its own miniature ecosystems around certain celebrities like Ninja, right? right but right. the fascinating thing about it is that if you want to watch LeBron James play basketball, you got to wait until the next Lakers game, right? Or you can go watch highlights and that sort of thing. But if Ninja just decides he's going to broadcast on Mixer and he's going to play a game, you can go watch that at any time, right? So it almost creates this 
this idea that content can constantly be created On and demand. it's constantly happening yeah. all of the time, which I think just drives that thirst for more content, for more uh, stuff that can be consumed. And, and it has just continually grown exponentially, the celebrity of some of these guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, you. Hit it right on the ninja. <laughs> I mean, we've seen it. You know, he's now signing endorsement deals. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know that he's just signed that Adidas deal yeah, not too long so. ago. First esports athlete to do something like that. And then uh, we have bigger agencies now that's getting involved. Now, Jay-Z just got involved like a couple of days ago with Rock Nation signing their first FIFA player, esports mm-hmm. player in general. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm excited yeah. about the space. Yeah. And I think it's going to be, it's going to look a lot different. Over the next 18 months. For sure. Where, and the analogy I, I like to use is I was telling you guys, it's sort of the, um, well, you know, the, let's just go back to uh, campus and, you know, the the weekend. This is Friday, right? So, <laughs> you know, th- this weekend's coming up and the, the, you know, the party's at Tyler's house and, you know, so we're walking around campus like, yo, what you doing this weekend? You know, uh, Tyler's having a party. Everybody's like, okay, cool. And so you get there and it's, you know, Friday, maybe, you know, you're, you know, maybe you're a little thirsty. so you get there early and you're like okay i see i see it's gonna be it's gonna be lit right it's (laughs) gonna be lit but it's still just you know there are a lot there are a lot of people here but you know where's kev you know where's dom you know where yeah you know but the and so the energy is sort of there like for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to your point you know uh cats like jay to come in or to look at um, you know, the the gamers themselves and the content and the streaming and, you know, who's doing it, who's commentating. And, you know, it's like, you know, basketball was basketball until the Rucker. And then, you mm-hmm. know, you go to a game at the Rucker and he's like, he goes left, he goes right, he shoots, cha-ching. Right. You're like, wow, that's kind of interesting. Right. <laughs> the yeah. commentator's yeah. walking up and down right. at right. night. You know, so so there are ways that I think esports will, uh, will see that type of thing happen. And that's when it's going to totally turn up. Right. To build a little bit more on that, I mean... You, you, it's definitely like pop culture right now. They're starting to infuse it a little bit. So like that cool aspect that you just speak about, uh, we you see things like Face Clan integrating uh, Offset. Like right. he's now a gamer or a you know influencer that's around them, and you know that's kind of cool. Like I can go sit down and game, and you got one of the members of the Migos next to you doing right. it. <laughs> um, I mean, you got Drake with Hundred Thieves, Scooter Braun with yeah. Hundred Thieves. You know, you're starting to see. Guys that who are traditionally in this space, because, you know, mm-hmm. gamers, no offense, you know, we used to think that they were just nerds. Right. You know? right. Now they're hanging out with some of the coolest guys in the school. Why not be want to be a part of that? Well, right. and uh, Snoop posted his gamer tag back. At, he was like, you can play me on FIFA or whatever. And I was like, I'm, he'll probably crush me. But, you know, like I, I, I'm at least <laughs> interested. And, in and it, you I, know? To me, to that point um, and on this thread, that's when it's going to shift because. Yeah. The PC focus was, you know, so it the the way the games are played and, and mm-hmm. gaming um, as much as esports, you know, whereas it was, you know, esports, this is what it is. It's a tournament at a big venue and we're going to do just like the pro teams. And, yeah, we're gonna, yeah. and that's not going to be the, the model going forward, hmm. you know, strictly. Right, it's, you right. know, the social aspect, mobile, um, the I just saw the Call of Duty mobile just that's that's off the chain that just mm-hmm. came out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it, it, a lot more of that sort of experiential stuff is going to be. Um, no doubt. I, yeah. I think we're we're pretty close to a new a new phase of, of esports now. Right. So uh, gaming in particular. Uh, right. And Dom hit it uh, right on the head is that is this uh, really unique mix of, you know, sports culture 
and uh, and pop culture and now even, you know, nerd culture, right? Yeah. It's always been a part of, of gaming uh, and the gaming lifestyle now, right? But the difference, I would say, in, in 2020 versus you know, 1980 is that now it's cool, right? So right, everyone right. loves this digital mm-hmm. uh, first lifestyle. Uh, you mentioned kind of the mobile aspects mm-hmm. of it. And so I, I really think we're at an exciting time where, you know, going forward, you'll see um, more unique activations that that really partner uh, people who we thought of as traditional athletes, traditional influencers mm-hmm. like pro sports teams, pro athletes, mm-hmm. uh, really uh, connecting their brands in a holistic way uh, to the gaming community, the gaming lifestyle. So uh, that's exciting. That's kind of an area that we're focused on at XR Sports is, is to really merge uh, those two communities, which uh, we, we think is going to be significant going and, forward. And really quickly to that point, and then let's talk about um, your platform. So for for the un or under initiated, um, can you explain the difference when people hear gaming and they hear esports? Some people are thinking the same thing, right? Um, so so help our, help our audience understand that distinction. Yeah, at a high level, you know, gaming is just really anything that you do uh, to entertain yourself. It's just digital entertainment, right? And I guess both of them fall under that bucket of digital entertainment. Uh, esports is kind of a subset of gaming, right? Which is uh, competitive gaming where they've actually organized teams, the publishers that put together leagues for, for people to buy in. So it's really taken a model what you would consider in traditional sports, right? And I think that's the way that people are, are you know, figuring out ways to monetize esports in particular is really to develop this path to professional gaming, right? Uh, Much like traditional sports has with, uh, you know, if it was a football analogy, you'd have uh, a youth kid start at at Pop Warner and then he goes through uh, kind of middle school, high school and and a collegiate uh, sports career. And now we're seeing that being developed with uh, with esports as well. So there are, uh, you know, two different communities. They all fall under gaming. But esports is is really that competitive gaming. And and you find that, you know, both are extremely uh, great opportunities for for monetization. It, you know, clearly the publishers are driving that. But uh, but yeah, esports is a subset of gaming and, and really focused on on particular game titles, if you will, competing on those gaming titles. You talked about the um, sort of being like on the cusp, and you know, as, as marketers, as inventors, like you know, everyone at this table, I'm sure, has been told at some point you're ahead of your time. Or you're ahead of the market, right? right? So, <laughs> and so, as you said that, I felt that energy. Like I, I feel that energy. Like you, um, you know, we were talking earlier about just you know, sort of uh, adjusting your business model and 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 things along those lines. When you are out ahead of the market, you can actually feel when the market is catching up to you, or no you doubt. can actually yeah. feel when there's a shift occurring, you know, culturally or within that mm-hmm. within that space. And I think that that's well said. That that's um, um, where we are, and and one of the exci- one of the most exciting things I saw was uh, yesterday. I think um, the ISD just announced the launch of their deal, and so I think that whole like just school, high school competitive deal, and SMU offering a major, and a ton of stuff happening um, at the collegiate level. And at the end of the day, there's a unification across the spectrum uh, of age, race, socioeconomic strata that um you know that's the part about esports and gaming that i think is going to be so phenomenal and having that the ability to 
put that lightning in the bottle, if um, if you will, and 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 all the way up to the to the B two B perspective. And you know, we are on the fifty third floor of the Bank of America building, and, right. and, and we're talking to a B two B player and a B two B audience. So um, let's talk um, XR. You know. Uh, uh, let our listeners know, you know, sort of, you know, what you guys are doing, how how the concept originated, and and uh, how it's a, a unique offering for the for the B two B audience and and uh, pro sports teams and the like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so XR Sports is a platform, it's a technology platform that connects um, really high profile influencers, pro sports teams, pro athletes, but uh, also anyone that has a built in community that wants to engage or connect with the gaming and esports community. Uh, and so what we do is deliver a private label, a white labeled um, gaming activity hub, if you will, that allows the fans of this entity, uh, our clients, to really uh, engage and do what they love to do, which is play games, except we bolt in unique rewards and prizes that they're able to uh, to compete for. And what this does is allow uh, brands who are, are typically considered non-endemic brands in the esports space. So guys who aren't familiar with esports or don't necessarily have a product directly related to gaming and esports to get engaged uh, with the esports community uh, through this platform, right? And so uh, we're excited about it. We have some some really cool clients that we get to work with. And uh, we think the goal is to really build uh, esports ecosystems for, for any, um, you know, corporate entity that uh, that wants to leverage the gaming and esports space brilliant no that, that, that that's really my response and and I say that um, um, with all with all due respect uh, because I, I've seen that the work um, that these guys uh, put in and and and, and Ked and and how thoughtful um, you know, so in other words, that's not one of those, hey, we got to get into esports. Okay. You know, yeah, that's, no. you know, that, that's <laughs> like kind of crafting a, you know, well thought out model. But, um, and, and one that I think, you know, for those listening and, and, you know, for, for the market scale audience, I think it's, it's exactly what you just said, where the, you know, where everyone's hearing the got to get into esports, got to get into esports. And, and, but you may be a, you know, a, a niche B2B or in mm-hmm. a vertical and you're like, how do we get involved with well, it? This seems like a great way to do it. That's a great that's a great point because I think a lot of times when you see something like esports, it's exactly like what Aaron's talking about. You see something that's popular and you say, Okay, yeah, we need to, we need to get on in on that. And it's it's the trend for the trend's sake, not with a purpose. Yeah. And with what you've created, you've created a purpose for brands and an avenue for people to get involved. Uh, in a way that wasn't previously there. So have you seen people kind of taking advantage of that and really grasping on it and saying, okay, yeah, this is a way that we can get involved with a trend that actually makes sense for our brand, for you know our personal brand or, or whatever it may be? Yeah, we have. Um, so th- I guess an understanding of who gamers are, who mm-hmm. the gaming community is, is really important and, and really it's going to drive that engagement, right? So, uh, a lot of marketers, a lot of companies want to be in front of, you know, the next generation, right? Millennials, Gen Zers. And so esports uh, really lends itself uh, to get in front of that community. And as I mentioned, you know, our platform 
is uh, is absolutely built to to kind of integrate brands in front of that community in a um, in a really authentic way, right? Because um, as we mentioned, the makeup of this audience they're they're super digital savvy. Uh, these guys don't click on pop up ads. They don't necessarily uh, need your endorsement or sponsorship. Clearly, the teams do, uh, which is which is a, a way that they monetize uh, their brand, and, and and that's always exciting. But uh, to Aaron's point, a lot of Organizations don't necessarily have a budget to go be a sponsor for an esports organization. Sure, uh, those can be you know pretty pricey, and so uh, we feel that there's a great Someone opportunity has to pay for all those lights. Oh, <laughs> no <laughs> doubt, right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we do, we do see uh, as as a great opportunity for you know small businesses, local brands that want to connect with their local gaming community, which are. Um, essentially just your neighbors, right? Con- yeah, connect yeah. with these guys and gals and, and, and really, uh, you know, in a holistic way, in an authentic way, um, you know, connect your brand to, to the community. You raised a fascinating point, and I'm curious to get, you know, all of y'all's opinion on this, is that you mentioned that millennials and, and Gen Z are a little bit harder generations to kind of wrap your mind around and get in contact with when it comes to marketing just because they are – non-traditional it's they consume so much more content via their phones via tablets and things like that and not through the traditional avenues that marketers are used to going through for them and so has esports really been a good avenue to kind of reach out to those younger generations that that maybe are different than than the the people that you were initially launching jordan to that's a great question and I'll, i'll defer my response to the gentleman to my right with the L.A. cap. Right? <laughs> he says, that's where I come in. <laughs> what do you think, Don? Um, I think, Ked, like I already said it, it's, the word is authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a millennial myself, and I mean, I'm, not, I'm that demographic, you know. So I use ad blockers. I use Brave, a software, that, a web browser that enables ads to be completely wiped away. Like, mm-hmm. I don't see no ads. <laughs> So the way that you can get to me is one, being authentic and organically integrating your brand into what I'm already doing, um, and that's what that's what we're doing. Like I game, like I'll play Call of Duty, Overwatch, FIFA, 2K, and the one thing that I notice when I'm in my park in 2K is that all these brands are organically integrated in what I'm already doing. So like I'm playing and I see Snickers, I see. Uh, Beats by Dre I'm walking around With my character He has on Beats by Dre headphones Oh okay well You know I'm gonna go grab Some Beats by Dre's And I actually bought some too man Don't don't judge me (laughs) Um, So like you said man Just being authentic And just being Very organic And I think that's what XR Our platform is doing Right now Is that We can integrate them, but we also keep the brand centralized And there's tiers In how you can be able To do that with us So like those bigger guys that have the budgets instead of you know monetizing their brand the wrong way as far as like presenting a tournament in a small way why don't you take over a whole platform Mm -hmm. have your own centralized location and hub where you already have fan bases you tied into an influencer activating somehow in the gaming space so that's valuable and then you think about your local guys where they don't have those budgets well let's buy a banner ad on the side um let's put a overlay on a stream you know something like that so yeah it's, it's valuable right now for this guys and that, that also underscores you know since we're talking you know the shifting of paradigms i mean you know this is coming from from a cmo like having that level of like just understanding technical expertise and understanding to be able to translate that into 
you know, marketing activity and driving engagement, um, you know, and, and, and coming from within, you know, the, the ecosystem. I think that says a lot about um, uh, you guys, Ked, and how, how you see the, um, the need to, so authenticity, you know, works both ways in that case, right? Mm -hmm. You can only be, your platform can only be as your, you know, your partner can only be as authentic as your platform is authentic. For so sure. For sure. Um, uh, I was just going to ask one other question just to maybe, um, kind of step through a, a, a user case, if you will, or, you know, for, for someone out there that, um, you know, feels like, okay, this is, you know, feeling a little more like, how we might be able to access it, right? Because we've got we got a backend built, uh, we got a platform that's you know uh, feels customizable that allows us to uh, tap into this community. But what I love about what you guys are doing is then you can take that to a geo level, and then you can you know you can community take that community and localize it based on your you know um, who you are as a brand or you Absolutely. know business. So. Um, just, just maybe give us a user case for how, you know, someone says, okay, I want to uh, you uh, jump into a, a partnership and uh, what, what might they um, look for in that case? Yeah. So, uh, Dom alluded to it already is that uh, there are so, so I'm, I'm firing myself. That's it. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're fired. Fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 so to, to his point and, and I could certainly elaborate is that, uh, you know, there are different tiers uh, mm -hmm. and different uh, ways that um, that brands want to connect with a community, right? And so, uh, a particular use case we work with a. Uh, I'll give you an example with a, a company that we work with that's a uh, a nonprofit organization, and they that's are they're they're fighting uh, childhood cancer, right? Mm -hmm. And so they wanted to use the platform to to really connect uh, hospital systems and kids that are kind of bedridden and 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 homebound. Uh, to be able to give an outlet first to allow them to participate in the gaming, uh, but then also to give uh, their brand partners an opportunity to to do things like uh, sponsor some uh, sponsor a stream or to uh, donate directly from from a live stream, right? And so, an opportunity for a brand to get connected uh, with our client would be. One is uh, the kids are participating in what we call ladder matches, right? These are just uh, ongoing matches on our platform that kids can play whichever game they like, right? Whether that be a race car game, whether it be a fighting game, uh, whether it be a sports game, NBA or, or a NFL game. And so the kids are typically competing for what they call experience points or XP. And through our system, they Very can cool. actually exchange uh, XP, the XP that they accumulate for real world um, uh, prizes, if you will. Right. So we this is an opportunity to get a, um, you know, a restaurant brand engaged mm -hmm. there and, and really allow them to deliver some some unique coupon yeah. and, and activations for for kids. Uh, other opportunities are more you know, exclusive if uh, a brand wants to do a national campaign and, and maybe instead of, you know, having that localized uh, activation that we discussed, uh, maybe they want to have a, a wide audience, 100,000 people to participate. And so we have uh, campaigns that we run with uh, what we call uh, tier one marketing partners that are able to uh, deliver exclusive rewards, right? So this would be something like a, an exclusive sneaker drop or uh, some new uh, widget that's coming out for, from a hardware provider and really something that, you know, 
multiple thousands of people would be interested in participating in. And so that's an opportunity for a brand to really get in front of, you know, a larger scale audience. And so our software is 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 really super flexible and enables, you know, just a, a, a myriad of a way a myriad of ways uh, to engage with the gaming and uh, and esports community. And, you know, we we take this and, and Dom is really the the guy that spearheads this is we take uh, what a brand is looking to achieve and, and really just uh, describe all the different opportunities that they can integrate uh, with, with our platform. And that uh, and we think that that certainly delivers the value uh, that they're looking for as far as connecting with the gaming and esports community. That's 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 I love that the the uh, incentivizing. <laughs> I mean, just that you, you you'll win like the. 7-Eleven, um, Dick's, I hope you guys are listening. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. You know, when you have an existing, you know, uh, rewards program and CRM like that going on, and, you know, I walk into Dick's, I'm like, all the kids that pass through here, y'all don't talk to them. Yeah. It's great to talk to mom. We know mom holds the purse strings and, you know, we got to get to practice and skills and everything, but figure out a way to talk to the kids. You right. know, this seems like, a, or get engaged with them. Um, I can't believe I said kids. Uh, the, the young folks. Right. I play FIFA, right? And that's and, and I also play soccer just for fun. But the only way I know what, what new soccer cleats are out there is because they show up in the next FIFA there game, you right? Go. So why there isn't why isn't Dick yeah. Sporting Goods trying to get me Man, in the I, store mm-hmm. to buy the new Adidas, you know, whatever Messi is wearing right now, you know, through FIFA and stuff like that. And that's kind of what, what you're talking about, right? Like Absolutely. That, that opportunity is available for brands now. Um, and, and I think that's brilliant. Siri, call the Dick CMO. <laughs> <laughs> get him on the line. Just, <laughs> exactly. A, yeah, I mean, that you know, that's a, that's a very natural... Um, and it's funny how the most... Natural things don't occur mm-hmm. um, until a certain time, and you know, and that, you know that that's part of our dilemma as as you know makers and, and disruptors, and you know because you go and you know or just as we're having this conversation, it's like yo, that's a layup, yeah. but for some it's like half court. Why right. is that? Education. Okay, we got to start there. Yeah. Um, most of these guys, I mean, they're they're older guys, you know, baby boomers in a sense. They. You know, OGs we have to be like able. Oh, geez, you know, so we have to be able to explain um, the value esports yeah. has right now. We have to get them excited, also, and most of the time, it's going to be connecting with them on a personal level, like we were talking about earlier. Most of their children are in the next room, spending twenty hours a day gaming already, yeah. <laughs> or their content creators chopping up the videos for YouTube, where people actually go and watch those videos all day to learn how to do a certain move in a game or yeah. something. So. Uh, let's focus on education yeah. right now and the rest will follow. Yeah, and triangulating it, I think, will help too when it, that's why the merchandising piece, I think, is also going to be really, really uh, part of that sort of next the, the wave that really kicks the door all the way in. Um, because once you triangulate that with everything we're talking about, then it's, you know, uh, Alexa, uh, get you Palace on the line, please. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know, those Working that really that understand yeah. lifestyle, you know right. what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah. Don't hold me to this quote, but um, we had an event um, that we hosted in, in Dallas. It was a gaming event where we, we brought together um, all of the area co- uh, colleges for this uh, Overwatch Collegiate Overwatch tournament. And so one of the speakers there mentioned, I believe he was from Twitch, he was talking about how if Fortnite was actually a retail apparel store that they would be one of the largest on earth 
Wow. Because so many people buy those skins inside of the game, yeah. right? And so, wow. uh, so merchandising, to your point, it, it's clearly going to be uh, a way that not only publishers but uh, other content creators are, are going to be able to uh, expand their reach and, and, and the ability to monetize uh, the gaming and esports community. One of the things that I, I think about is that that the gaming community, I think, is probably, you know, we talk about millennials and Gen Z, but I'm 32 and I'm a millennial, right? And so I'm in that that target demographic of people that I'm a professional. I have I have money to spend on, you know, things that Absolutely. people, marketers are targeting people my age now. And I think everybody still thinks of gamers, and maybe this is just the traditional marketing mindset, but people still think of gamers as 14-year-olds in their parents' basement when uh-huh. that's not the case anymore. No. Uh, we've all grown up now, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing video games since I was five. You know, it's exciting to see that, right? That's right, a, that's right. A, that's a great point. Is that you actually have a, a generation of people that were raised on video games, and now they're having kids, and so that's a that's a time stamp. Now, this is something that they could share together. Is you know, in essence, it's the same as you know a, a boomer and their kid. 40 years ago going out to play catch in the backyard, right? Right, right. Now I can play FIFA with my son or I can play Overwatch uh, with my son as well. And so, yeah, that, that's that's a very distinctive point and, and Aaron brought it up as well is that the timing just, uh, you know, it plays a big role in the adoption of hmm. a lot of these behaviors as well. I hire myself back. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Uh, on that point, uh, the whole intergenerational piece, um, it reminds me, you know, every summer at take my sons out to uh, Michael Jordan's uh, flight school out uh, in Santa Barbara. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that's, man, you see Santa Barbara. If I had the, a chance to go to college all over again, one of my favorite places. was cool. It was too cold, but <laughs> man, that campus is unbelievable. But it, it was just amazing to see I mean, like the dads were more excited than the kids. Sure. Like, because some yeah. of the younger, some of the younger, you know, athletes, they didn't, you know, they didn't hurt Michael. But then, you know, he comes in there, you know, you know, he's got a little pouch like myself these days, <laughs> um, you know, just a little bit. But, you know, it's the it's the 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 dad or the mom it's the the parents that bring that sort of nostalgic pill nostalgic appeal or even in, in your case where I think that's such a great opportunity for for brands and and even from a b2b standpoint where you're really able to leverage that intergenerational piece that's very very big yeah absolutely absolutely well guys I think we've come to the end of the first episode, unless we have more. Man, we we could we could but go. we could go on this for no, hours yeah, and hours. Well, and I hours. just I want to thank you, cats, man. I want to thank you for everything you're doing for this, um, you know, for Thanks this for ecosystem, the for yeah. this uh, this region, uh, this startup ecosystem, and 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 as you said. Uh, uh, Dom, it's a it's a constant sort of education process, and <clears throat> just on a daily basis, just going out and um, you know grinding it through, and and um, you know so congratulations on everything that you guys are doing. No the only thing that I like to finish with um, is to also recognize that there are those that want to get into the space. Uh, they want to be a part of it or work in it and, and maybe younger professionals even. Um, so just in, you know, a, a minute or less, you know, sort of what, what's your best advice for those that are looking to break into the esports and gaming space? Great, great question. So I would always encourage any any young person or any person transitioning from, you know, a, a background that they have that wants to get into gaming and esports is just really to get started. 
right? You you want to create something that other people will recognize. You want to just know your space, know your craft. And so getting started is typically the hardest part, uh, you know, to, to getting something to be successful. Also, you know, interestingly enough, you see so many schools now are actually participating in gaming and esports focused curriculum, right? So they're, they're delivering things, whether it be, you know, um, under the communications department as far as, you know, digital marketing and, you know, video editing and, and things of that nature. So there are, there are now avenues in, in order to pursue a career in esports. But, you know, ultimately, I would just say you, you just got to start somewhere. How about you, Don? This might come back and bite me in the butt, <laughs> but I'm going to say network. Hit yeah. me up. Follow me on Instagram, Don Bookman. Anything online, hit me up and let's talk about it. Okay. Okay. Uh, where can folks find out more information about uh, XR Sports Group? So uh, they can just go directly to our website. It's xrsports.gg. I'm fired again. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say GRP at the end? No, GG. Dot GG. Oh, oh dot GG. Okay, I'm back. All right, I'll save myself. <laughs> Fellas, thank you. Thank you. Um, and uh, much continued success. And, and um, you know, nothing but big things happen in Dallas. And, and I think uh, XR Sports Group is uh, proof, uh, proof in the pudding. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. They're doing big things. And we're going to do more big things. And we're going to be back with more episodes of Coffee with Creative. So stay tuned for that. Until next time. <laughs>